it simple, really. Great stories with a good cup of tea. It's the Tea with Mike show. On this episode of the show, uh, Raymond Salgado stops by. Uh, topics of conversation include music, musical theatre, and also music and performance. So as always, grab a cup of tea, sit back, and enjoy. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Tea with Mike show. Uh, joining me uh, for this one is singer, songwriter, and I'm sure he has uh, many other talents, which I hope <laughs> to discover uh, today. Uh, please welcome to the uh, Tea with Mike show uh, from Vancouver, uh, Raymond Salgado. Welcome to Tea with Mike, man. So much for having me. I really appreciate it so much. Yeah, no worries, man. So, so, so I'll give it away a little bit, but let's... So you were born and raised uh, on uh, Vancouver Island. So first off, do you want to... Let's talk about what was it like growing up on uh, Vancouver Island? Um, very peaceful. Uh, you know, there's a very tight-knit community, but everyone's just so welcoming. Like, whenever I'd go to the park or go on a walk, um, everyone's just, like, saying hello to me, and you don't really, like, see that a lot. So, like, it's, very, it's a very welcoming city, so I really... Um, enjoyed a lot and seeing a lot of the uh landscapes and um the tourist spots in Nanaimo so nice so so, so what yeah so what, what what was it like growing up did you spend a lot of time like out outdoors because you just mentioned the environment what, what were the kind of like some of your favorite spots to visit um well I love going to this park uh as a child I would always go to Swailana growing up and I remember growing up uh when there were events happening uh, summer events uh there would be a lot of music and a lot of activities spending time with family uh sometimes they would throw like a day where we'd be watching fireworks in the evening. So that was always a nice time to go see friends and just be social and yeah, just spending time with my family. Nice. So, so what we kind of, so obviously you talked about some of the good things about growing up in, in this particular location. What were some of the downsides to growing up? Uh, where you some lived? of the downsides, I mean, I think that my parents have always, you know, taught me to just, you know, be grateful with any, like, you know, situation in life because, you know, there's people who, like, do go through a lot more and I've really just been thankful to be uh, raised um, well, um, to just be thankful and to appreciate everything in front of me. So, you know... With that, because, you know, life is always full of challenges. And sometimes we just have to make those adaptions and um, make the best out of it. So I really just try to um, to think of that. And, you know, because, um, I mean, as a child, I didn't even know that the, I had the ability to sing. So I was more quiet about a lot of things. And music just really gave me a voice to speak about certain subjects that I would be very uncomfortable talking about so um overall I just you know um I just make the best out of everything and you know always count my blessings because you know I just 
believe that, you know, when it comes to life challenges, it can be very, very dark sometimes. And, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, it's such a, a very unique time. And so I've just been taking the time to really find myself, keep myself grounded, stay in contact with people that I care about. And, you know, I was bonding with my mom and dad and my sister. So it's just, you know, we just have to kind of be positive, try our best to be positive and just make Nice. And so what were kind of some of your earliest memories of uh, hearing music? Um, I want to say at the age of three, I think, um, my mom and my, like, just like my family would just play a lot of music in the house. We had karaoke. And as a child, I'd just be always singing along to the songs, even though if I didn't like know the lyrics, I'd just be like mumbling the words. And yeah, I was just like watching videos of me actually recently. And just, you know, because <clears throat> I feel like at that time, you know, as a child, like you're growing up and then it's just like, okay, what are your interests? You know, what is he going to end up doing? Right. And I mean, I had no idea even being in elementary school, I was always uh, put into to sports, which like never really like stuck with me. Like I did Taekwondo at one point. I did like Friday night basketball and lacrosse too, but like it would never really stick with me. So then by the like age of 11, I got put into this like talent show and it was kind of like a forced thing, you know, because like moms or parents are like wanting their kids to be more active and doing activities. So at that time, I was so inexperienced and I did had no idea about performing or um, what to do on stage, even just like singing wise. It was also new to me, but I, I joined this talent show when I was 11 and I was put up with these like really, really talented people. And I wouldn't have expected to win the category, which I did when I was 11. And I sang the song Ben by the Jackson 5. And um, Michael Jackson has always been such a huge inspiration to me growing up and watching a lot of his live performances like on DVD, on YouTube and listening to just his incredible voice and talent and like seeing his energy on the stage. It just always like intrigued me because like he always came out with so much confidence and I remember looking up to him being like I want to be just like him one day and like, to, to sing in front of people and you know write music and hear my songs you know on the radio hopefully one day. Nice and so are there, are there, is, is there a strong uh, history of uh, musicians in your family or are you breaking the trend? <laughs> uh it's crazy. I, I went to the Philippines last year and I got to meet a lot of extended family. And um, honestly, I feel like a lot of us are very talented, like musically, like on both sides of the family. Like I, I do hear it on both sides of the family. So like my dad's family, my mom's side as well. There's not really like any singers that I know who's like fully pursued what I'm doing. So I think I, I am the first to pursue something so like, you know, risky, but just 
I just love doing it so much. So, um, yeah, but um, a lot of people are, you know, medical school or, you know, something more academic. And, but yeah, like most of my cousins and relatives do sing really well. So it, I think it is really on both sides. Even my sister sings and she's a dancer as well. And she's done musical theater. So it is in the family. Nice. Uh, and I would uh, agree with you in the sense of, I guess, not necessarily maybe breaking the trends, the wrong word, but, <laughs> but finding something yeah. that you uh, love to do and, and turning it into something that you can invest 100% as much time as possible in in the day too. Like, there's, de there's definitely uh, no podcast hosts in uh, uh, my family. We've we got some doctors and uh, teachers and architects and... Uh, lots of uh, uh, gla glassware engineers and lots of uh, great professions, but that but nothing uh, close to um, uh, like anything like creative. So uh, I guess that's exciting because I'm finding like what I love to do and just mm. navigating uh, the journey. And I, I guess it comes down to belief a lot, right? A lot of the time, like and and there's no one way to do it so there isn't a little handbook that uh, somebody can like hand you right so yeah definitely i agree with that a lot because i think one of my teachers actually my drama teacher was telling me that like when i sing there's just so much passion and like that's something that you can't teach somebody and so you know it's so weird because sometimes I'll be thinking I'll just be at home and it's just like should I be doing something more realistic or should I just like continue singing and performing and doing something that I truly love so uh you know people like her and just all my peers and um people that I've worked with you know I'm just so grateful to have such a big uh support system that really believes in my potential and in my talent because, you know, a lot of people, sometimes they don't have that. So I, I am super grateful to have, like, such a, a tight-knit community, even just, like, my family, my mom and dad and my sister, you know. So it's, it's really nice to have that. That's fantastic. And then, so, so do you remember, like, when you were younger, um, like, how singing kind of uh, made you feel inside do you, so, for example, do, do you remember feeling anything after getting off the stage performing at the talent show when you were 11? I think it was it was such a vague <laughs> thing because it was so long ago. But I, I think that at that time, I was so unaware of what I had. And, you know, my, my parents always taught me to be like humble and, you know, but be proud and be happy. And, but at that time, I was so unaware until I really just went to voice lessons with Andrea Bertram. And I trained with her for the last, you know, 10 years, uh, classically doing opera and cross-training of musical theater. And also, like, doing, like, my contemporary and pop, uh, which I definitely love that genre a lot. But, yeah, it took me a while. I think at 13, I remember competing at this competition. And this was the first competition um, that I got to go and compete with people across BC. So it was called the Performing Arts of British Columbia. And basically they have this competition every year where, you know, singers, dancers, 
um, I think even actors too, and a lot of like instruments. It's all this big festival, so you can watch a lot of like great, um, just great entertainment. And it was my first time. I was 13. I got nominated to go into the musical theater category, and from that point, I realized how much music has given me a platform to be um, to be confident in myself and to just try new things because at the time I was always so quiet and I always kind of was in this space because you know as a child when you're 13 and growing up like there's a lot of things you're still trying to figure out yourself and your passions and so at 13 that was probably like a pivotal pivotal moment of my life because uh, I then I just continued on with the singing and then doing more uh, with my singing so then you know with high school I did a lot of productions I uh, played Donkey and Shrek and that was like so much fun to play and um, doing Les Mis and I played Baljan and you know it's usually <laughs> so nerve-wracking to just even speak to people and because I remember growing up when we had these assignments in class where we had to present stuff and I'd always be so anxious and so nervous to speak to class because I was just so awkward and just I don't know just very insecure and performing just really broke me out of my shell so I, I really think like uh, musical theater and you know, my teachers and just voice lessons everything because it, it got me to where I am today and uh, nice so uh, so we're gonna uh, have a little uh, tea fact uh, yeah. so so the <laughs> Love the enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so uh, the tea fact uh, for the episode is the most oxidized. So this is to do with the most oxidized uh, tea. So, com so compared to other types of tea, uh, black tea undergoes uh, the most oxidation processes, and for a good reason. So most of the tea experts believe that black tea is actually at the end of the spectrum for its ability to produce a more potent uh, flavor. So I definitely like uh, potent tea as my favorite tea is uh, Yorkshire tea and that's a very strong uh, black tea. So on the contrary, uh, the white tea is at the opposite end of the spectrum uh, because it's like basically the, uh, the least oxidized. And this comes from uh, topictea.com slash blogs uh, slash tea blogs slash 30 interesting facts about tea. <laughs> I didn't even know that so that's it's so interesting like I feel like every day it's always I'm always learning something so that was actually a very interesting fact because like you know I love I like I like drinking tea especially because I'm a singer so I drink lots of it what's and your favorite type of tea I love peach mango um I love like drinking chamomile and there's a few others but those are like the top two that I've been drinking right now how about you well, uh, like I, I mentioned, uh, we were talking about a little bit before we uh, get, went on air, like definitely uh, Yorkshire tea, 
Uh, it's made by a brand called uh, Taylor's uh, in in England. So I, I guess I'm a little biased, but <laughs> you know, you know when you know, you know when you find those things uh, that you like and you don't want to ever ever change. Not that we're going to be talking about like alcohol, but like it's, it's, especially especially like if you were to find a bowl of like red wine that you like and you always buy it just because you like it so much. That's how I feel about tea. I love that. Yeah, that's how I feel about like like certain like I guess when it comes to to food because I love <laughs> you know I love uh, um, Japanese food and um, like sushi and pho and. Just yeah, <laughs> I'm a food appreciator, so <laughs> I understand. Like, I same like thing on the menu every time because like you just love it so much. Nice. So, so uh, put you on the spot here. So, how, how how much tea do you drink in a day, a week, in a month, or it? It depends, cause um, usually, like <clears throat> because some teas are like drying for the voice so i have to find like the right tea so usually i'll have like throat coat or i'll have um honey with like lemon and hot water and then but sometimes like if i am going uh to sing somewhere like i'll usually have like ginger and lemon tea uh, for my voice to go to and like with tea i mean it just really depends because like if i you know, it really does soothe the voice. So um, I really just like whenever I'm singing, I'm it's usually just water or tea on the side, especially if I am sick or having dealing with a cold. So it's always nice. Nice. So so obviously um, because we've spoken about this a little bit before, I I know that you're influenced uh, by uh, so many uh, different artists of all different. Uh, genres and uh, backgrounds, but who, I, I guess I want to know who, who was who was the first musician uh, that inspired you, or even uh, like genre of music. Uh, let me think. Well, I would say growing up, there was always different types of music. You know, there was like kind of like a rock pop thing that in my house, um, like Brian Adams, Journey, Shania Twain. Um, but you know, what started me to sing was like really Michael Jackson, honestly, just like his range and just how he like moved on stage and just commanded the stage was so, so inspiring to me. And like, it really just made me want to, want to perform. And actually, um, else was another one. Like I, I listened to a lot of Mariah Carey, Sam Smith, uh, Bruno Mars and, those people are phenomenal vocalists, especially Mariah Carey, because I really just love her story about her, you know, she came from nothing and now she's very successful. So, so it's my understanding um, that um, the U.S. studied uh, under somebody uh, by the name of uh, Andrea uh, Bertram in uh, the area of uh, classical uh, music. So, do you want to talk to us a little bit about how that opportunity um, uh, came about, and also maybe a little bit about what what you learned from the experience? Okay. So, um, actually, so funny story. So, 
at the talent show that I was singing at, she was actually one of the judges. So I don't know how my my mom got in contact with her, but I think it was through the organizer, uh, the organizer of the the talent show. And so I remember actually the first lesson, and she she told me she was like, yeah, you have like you know you have a good voice, you have so much potential, and um, I think the first focus of that lesson was learning how to hold a mic and also looking at the audience because she noticed when I was at the talent show, my eyes were like everywhere. And at that time, I, you know, it was just my first time performing and I don't usually perform in public solo because usually I'd just be doing, you know, karaoke with, excuse me, with family and friends. So I didn't really have much... um, you know, experience. So she really taught me how to perform. um, And with competing, uh, it gave me a lot of experience to, uh, you know, how to react when there's, you know, when you're in front of an audience and how to, you know, get rid of nerves. She also helped me find my range. And just pushed me to to try new things because you know as much as I was so passionate about learning pop and R&B she told me that I need to learn you know the fundamentals of that like you know how the voice works um like doing warm-ups and how much warm-ups really uh you know play into your repertoire and when it came to the classical training Because I'd also be, you know, I mentioned that I was a part of uh, a competition. um, And usually if I made it to provincial level, then the two categories would be musical theater and classical. And like the first time I did do the competition, it was um, musical theater. And then the rest of the many years following, it would just be classical. And it really helped me and it disciplined me because there's so much discipline when it comes to classical. You have to be so accurate to the page and follow a lot of like the music markings. And when it came to singing in different languages like German, Italian, sometimes Latin, and a couple of times French, which French was never really my strong suit, but I always loved singing in German and uh, Italian. And yeah, if it wasn't for her, and also like at that time when I was, I think I was 16 or 15, we were like really running low on money. And you know, it's so expensive, you know, lessons are very expensive. And you know, she, she told me that like, you know, do you want to continue singing? I'm like, yes, I, I would, I want to, because like, you know, this is something that I'm passionate about, but you know, what really got to me was like when she did believe in me and, uh, you know, she has always been such a huge support with everything that I do. So I, I really thank her for everything that she's, uh, taught me because I would just wouldn't be the singer and performing that I am today and just trying new experiences uh, with music is, yeah, just really 
pushing boundaries sometimes because you know we're, we can get so comfortable in one you know one thing specific thing but then it got me to to learn more and uh just appreciate music so much nice and so do, do you try and live by the philosophy of uh, pushing uh, boundaries and is that a uh, maybe a, a small reason why uh, you've uh, taught, cross-trained in uh, so many uh, different styles and genre of music? I think that when you try new things and things that, you know, maybe seem uncomfortable in the beginning, it actually, you know, you grow more from those experiences. And the more that I did, like, classical musical theater and then singing, like, pop and R&B, um it's given me a lot to think about because like the techniques between those three genres are so different so um it can get confusing sometimes because i remember uh competing a lot in like the regional festival in my town and they would say like by the first um i guess performance because there was so many uh songs that I would have to perform in so many categories. So like we'd have like the classical category and then we'll have one night where it's musical theater and then there'd be like a pop category. So um, they would ask like, are you a pop singer? I'm like, yes. And because like I was so influenced by pop music growing up and then I learned more to be more disciplined with the type of, you know, uh, music that I'm doing. So like, you know, in classical, you wouldn't like, just go on a tangent and start riffing as you would in like pop music and R&B so it was just very like hard for me to understand for <laughs> a few years and then I finally got the hang of it because um, I thought with singing you know you're just you know standing there and you're just singing a song but there's so much more it comes to like understanding the context and then you know a technique with a breathing and I mean, a lot of other things, really. So uh, it uh, really also because like I feel like, you know, some singers too like have that specific, you know, one genre. And, you know, I feel like with me, I've always just like focused on the vocals and performing. And like, I want to say that I'm first and foremost a vocalist before being a writer or like playing piano because I do play piano as well. So I don't know, it's just very interesting how like all of that works and comes together really, but it's made me appreciate music so much more because there's just so many styles of music, so. Also, what are a couple of uh, specific strategies that you've learned uh, to be able to like weave seamlessly seamlessly between uh, different different genres and styles how do you go from singing italian opera to an r&b r&b like that's that's so different it is so different uh well (laughs) it's funny so my teacher you know andrea she would always nag me (laughs) you know like whenever she heard like a poppy note she would always be like raymond you're like sliding or you're you know it's a very poppy way of singing it and so i really had to like remind myself and actually during a few competitions uh I think growing up when I was like almost 
maybe even like 15 or 16. I don't even remember. But I remember where she was just like, okay, you're not going to sing any pop music until the competition is uh, over. So I really had to train and discipline myself. And um, But with singing with classical, because it's more different to like pop um and like contemporary that type of style it's it's very uh with classical it's all about the technique and um adding the how do i say this um i guess following what's on the sheet really because i think in classical it's more like you need to follow the script other than pop and R&B. But sometimes, like, if you're doing, like, a romantic opera, because Broke is more, like, specific other than, like, romantic opera. So there's, like, two different things with that. And because, like, in romantic opera, it's more dramatic and you can, like, you know, ornament more, so, like, riffing more. And then with Broke, it's you kind of are following, like, what's on the sheet. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't mind either genre, but like, obviously, I love singing more pop R&B. But then the classical training has really taught me to preserve my voice in the right way, because I know that I, regardless of, you know, what I do with my music, I'm always going to have that with me. So it's good to know um, things to look out for, like unhealthy habits, and always, you know, keeping check within myself and the human voice is so interesting because you know um you know sleep the way you eat you know drinking water it really affects your voice so I really have to consistently tell myself especially if there's like a performance that I'm preparing for I need to like be healthy have a lot of rest in between and you know just uh the muscle memory of it so there's a lot that goes into it that I feel like a lot of people aren't aware (laughs) about because like you know as singers like apparently we just stand there and sing but there's so much more to it so um it's just like really just keeping healthy like a athlete would you know and uh you know just making sure that you're taking care of your voice properly Nice. And for those of us, uh, the, for those of us amongst us that aren't too familiar with uh, specific musical terms, what is riffing? Riffing. Well, so basically, a riff. If I were to do like um, a riff, it's like it's almost like a scale. So it's like if I were to sing, um, like um, the that's like kind of like a riff, you know, and. Um, I remember uh, for for a classical, it would be like, let's see, like it's more different. Like, let me see, because I haven't sang classical in a while, so it's like, um, let me think of a song. Um, Where you walk, mm-hmm. um, and then it's oh, I forgot the song. It's been so long, <laughs> but it just it's just really like a group of notes in one in one section one bar two bars you know um it can be like a little like thing a little trill the trills runs they're like kind of the same context love it man (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so obviously, uh, you've also integrated uh, your uh, vocal talents into the world of uh, mm-hmm. theater and uh, musical theater. Yeah. So talk to it. So tell us some stories. What are some like memorable moments that you've had from the world of uh, entertainment and theater, and what have you learned from these moments? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I you know I think there's one thing because I'm such a huge perfectionist when it comes to performing, and I'm always I was always so hard on myself. I still am to this day, and my teacher would would say to like yeah you are and would agree and say like yeah you are definitely too hard on my like on my like I'm so so hard on myself and such a huge perfectionist and so I've learned that you know through time of performing and experiencing it's definitely given me a lot of insight and a lot of things to to work on especially um I think I got this comment uh where I I think it was my first competition and they said that could you remove your glasses and I was like wondering why because you know in singing uh people want to like look at your eyes you know and because you're telling a story and your job is to tell a story and to you know put those emotions and like you know have people listen to that so um for a lot of the competitions that I was doing I would remove my glasses so that people could see my eyes and know that I'm being emotional, <laughs> you know. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's true though. It's true. Yeah. It sounds it sounds called a cliche, but it but it is true because you are trying to tell tell the story of whatever that may be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So 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 what? I guess what is your um uh, favorite uh, musical theater like? play it that's a ter- you, you know what i'm saying don't you <laughs> yes i do yeah um i mean there's so Favorite many musical theater piece i don't know like... yeah um i think one of my favorite songs that i used to sing a lot well one of them because i i sing a lot of like musical theater especially with competitions um i did a lot of um how do i say this i think i Hmm. That's such a hard question, but I think my favorite musical that I did was Les Mis. And when I um, found out that we were doing Les Mis, I was like, this is a high school. Like, usually no one would do such, like, a very demanding, vocally demanding. And it's like, you know, two hour. it's a two hour long show. So um, I was like, really surprised when we chose it but I was so excited because a lot of the music in that musical is so beautiful like Bring Him Home um, is one of my favorite songs from the musical and it's a solo that I do in like the second act and that was always like one of my favorite songs performing that but there were so many like hard pieces and it's so technical and um, you know for myself like I I mean I was really proud because like a 16 year old wouldn't really play a grown man in a show right. usually so um you know being able to have the opportunity to play a role that was like out of my comfort zone and something that's not me you know um was interesting so i you know thank uh russell berg for choosing the musical for us and i've um been um 
I guess ever since the last year of high school, yeah, I've been in a lot of productions, musical theater productions with him, and it, it got me to meet new people and share the same passions with people too. So, yeah, that was it. Was always such like a fun time. It was always such a nice environment as well, and everyone was just like really family and so supportive of one another, and. You know, that's what really music is all about, is just bringing people together and, you know, just um, having fun. Have you ever considered doing it professionally? Uh, yeah, you know, um, with where I'm at with, you know, music, I'm always going to write songs. I'm always, you know, going to perform. And I've always been so open to possibly, like, singing um, you know, maybe even doing community theater, like going back into doing musicals when, you know, things are open and, you know, things are, you know, uh, normal. But yeah, like musical theater, I've always dreamed of singing for Disney. You know, I would always watch those movies watch, like growing up um, and like shows like Glee or The Greatest Showman. Love The Greatest Showman. Yeah, so well, good. It's probably my favorite movie of the last few years. Yes, so good. I love the music in it. <laughs> and just the whole vocal of that soundtrack is incredible. So, yeah. Nice. So, uh, for the people that will be that are tuning in uh, from uh, Canada, they may have uh, seen you um, a few years ago uh, grace uh, that uh, television screens. Yes. So, so, do you want to talk to us a little bit about your time and your experience on the Canadian TV show at the launch? Yeah, um, it's so crazy because when I first saw the ad for it, I was like, I mean, you never know if you try. So, I just literally submitted an audition tape and I was such a nerd about it because every day I'd be anxiously waiting for an email back and <laughs> I was just like I hope that I they like it or they tell me like you know this is what you can work on because I always love like hearing constructive criticism but yeah I did not expect to to be a part of the series you know and it was like the first season too so it was such an honor to be a part of it um I remember you know I was I think driving home from a competition and me and my mom and then like there was like my aunt and my friend we were just in the car well they went inside to get something in the gas station and me and my friend were in the car and I just came home from a competition and I didn't really do as well as I thought that, like and I wished to do at this competition and so I was really bummed out about it but then I got Wi-Fi reception at the, the gas station and I saw an email about like them being interested in casting me into the show and I was like oh my gosh that's so cool like this is amazing because I I I don't I didn't even expect to even um be a part of it because there's so much talent in Canada you know and so I didn't know how many people audition but apparently 10,000 people audition for the show and I was like wow one out of 30 people who auditioned so I thought that was just so mind-blowing and I was just so ecstatic and just ready to you know learn a new experience have a new experience 
Yes, and so what happened? I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. So, so what? So so what's the format? What happened on the the show? What yes. what's the grand prize? Right? Mm-hmm. Who did you meet? And I guess how are you? Maybe even still using some of those uh, connections that you made. Yeah. Fast forwarding to the today to, to today. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the format of the show is, um, so in each episode. I believe there's about six people who audition for the show and they get the chance to sing a song, a hit song that is already made. So basically, if you were like the chosen two, then you got to record the song and you had to do it within like 48 hours and then perform it in in front of a live audience. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to that round. But um, the overall experience of it really taught me a lot because I got to meet Boy George, who's like a huge icon, and Stefan Macchio, who um, has worked with Celine Dion, The Weeknd, and a lot of other Canadian artists as well. And then I got to meet the former head of Big Machine Records, Scott Bruschetta, who's worked with um, mega stars like Taylor Swift. So it was a huge, um, you know, opportunity for me to just show my talent. And um, never did I think in a million years that I would, <laughs> you know, ever be a part of a series like this. And I hope one day I get to do another thing like that because it was fun, but it was so nerve wracking too, knowing that um, this was going to be, you know, televised. Uh, and a lot of people would be watching so it was a a huge learning thing because I I remember you know being so bummed out because I didn't make it to the round that I intended to wanting to make it but Boy George was just telling me how you know like there's no doubt that you can you have the type of voice to sing anything you want and you know he told me to keep working on you know taking your time with the music and emoting more and um and you know they they were all really nice they all had a lot of nice things to say honestly and even Stefan Mokio was saying how you know it's crazy because like some of the licks that I was doing um in my uh audition it almost felt like it was too perfect like the the tuning of my voice was perfect and I that was such a huge compliment for me because I'm always like <laughs> so specific about how I sound and uh yeah so like hearing those especially from people who have been in the industry for so long um hearing their like words of wisdom and advice they gave to me really um helped me and pushed me to you know just be the best that I can be and um yeah it it was it was so much fun i mean it was such a different format to like the second season cuz they had a second season and so when I was on the show, um, I wasn't really allowed to socialize with the other contestants because there was this like weird, like rule that we couldn't. Cause, oh, that's strange. You know, which was really strange. But in the second season, they did. But right after, um, you know, when press was coming out and talking about the show, I got to like talk to a few people from the show, like people on my episode and people that were on other people's episodes and watching the show every night. So, um. Yeah, I mean, and then I think my favorite experience was really rehearsals because, like, I got to perform in front of, like, a live band and 
Um, I shared actually a moment with Stefan Macchio, which I wish they aired on TV. And like he played piano and like they wanted me to last, like it was a last minute thing. And I was so nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so on the spot. They're like, yeah, can you sing all of me? And I was like, sure. And she was like, yeah, can you play that on piano? And I'm like, um, <laughs> I need to figure out the chords. So then it was like mind blowing that like <laughs> I came up with something. Right. And like they were in front of me, so there was so much pressure. But then like you know, I played it once, and then Stefan like kind of <laughs> saved me because like I was you know I was still you know I was shaking and I was like so nervous and like I was like oh gosh like this is so last minute, but I mean hey I like the challenge so um, yeah we shared a moment together and I have a I actually have it on my Instagram there's like a picture of it with him and I'm like singing beside him and. Um, I thought that was just, like, <laughs> a very, very awesome moment because um, they gathered around and there was, like, Boy George and um, Scott Bruschetta. And so that was, like, a very nice moment. And, like, actually it helped me calm down a little bit because I was so nervous. Nice. Uh, and so how how do you go about um, sharing your uh, talents with the world? How do you how do you, how do you promote your music? Mm-hmm. Um, so with everything that's happening, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities to perform, perform outside. So, but usually I'd, you know, be asked to sing at weddings and I'll do busking in the summertime when it's more like warmer. And that was always so much fun. And, um, just like doing a lot of covers on social media, you know, like all the trends and yeah, just like really um, putting myself out there as much as I can in my community, you know, on, on social media, um, you know, anywhere that will help me be seen and just learn from those like many experience that I had with performing. Yeah. Cool. And, and and then so another thing that you're uh, doing uh, outside like the music mm-hmm. uh, realm is uh, you're also studying uh, for a certificate in um, as a community uh, mental health worker. Yeah. So t- t- talk to us a little bit uh, uh, why you're developing uh, this avenue, mm-hmm. uh, what mental health, I guess, means to you. And why it's, I guess, important that we give a voice to it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm um working on like applying to go into to to mute uh what do you call it to community counseling. Um, I've always been so, excuse me, I've always been so inspired by my mom because she's a nurse and she deals um with a lot of patients who um are about to like you know pass away and so I thought like as a child that that was so inspiring that she you know um is helping the community and making her her patients and like the family their families um comfortable and doing the best she can to accommodate for them and you know it's because being a nurse and I I mean I don't I don't even know like how that's like and I don't know how she does it you know, 12 hour shifts, you know, day and night. So uh, I was very inspired by that. And there was a class in my high school called peer counseling. And usually like 
high schools would have the option, you know, and OL, it's pretty much like a thing where, you know, we have counselors in high school and, you know, for course selections or just like talking about like mental health. But um, my teacher, Mrs. Aha, she came up with this like idea of having peer counselors. So talking to like any people who are like, you know, in the class from, I think you can join the class at uh, 15 or 16. So, cause I know how intimidating it is to talk to an adult, you know, somebody who's grown. So giving that option to talk to somebody like that's around your age, it gave a lot of um, people the option to talk to somebody that was like around the age so and giving them like more um, comfort. So uh, from that moment, I, um, decided that I, I really want to pursue um, that route because, you know, <clears throat> I think there's this stigma with, you know, sharing your things and being honest with people. And it, like I said, it can be so dark, you know, and um, with music it's give like I said it's given me like, like a voice to speak up and to talk about certain things that I like never expected to talk about with people because people can be so judgmental and I want to be able to inspire um the community like with my music and with counseling and so I thought that would be a perfect fit for me to uh to pursue counseling and also like you know still um write original songs and performancing and just in general so um i'm very looking forward to to learning and um going back to school because it's been years since i've i've gone so it's gonna be a very interesting journey um meeting new people and um you know just just really learning I love it, man. So what's one piece of advice that you would, even at this stage, would you give to somebody that's struggling with uh, mental health or uh, anything else like that in a world that, if you're not careful, it's quite isolated because of a lot of various restrictions, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say to, you know... Um, mental health is so important and like during this time where we're isolated and we can't really see people and we're supposed to be like you know just within our you know just isolated really I would say that you know um because I know this is like a cheesy thing but like you know there's so many resources and you can get into a place where you do feel alone but you know I I struggle with it and I think we all do and we all have our hardships in life and I would want to encourage people to like you know go to counseling or do something you're really passionate about and that you believe in that uh, gives you the confidence you know and makes you feel good because you know music has done that for me so um it's yeah like giving me a voice and a platform and I would say just like self-care is important take time to like maybe do something go for a walk you know um just have a breath of fresh air do something that you enjoy doing it could be 
maybe as simple as you know maybe taking like a hot a hot bath or I love hot baths yeah they're everything I love it too (laughs) and you know maybe exercising but I know like during this time I've been a little like slacking with that (laughs) with exercise but you know even if it's just walking um connecting with people that uh, care about you um people who give you that support and positivity um and yeah just know that like you know as much as you you, because I can understand like feeling alone and feeling misunderstood by people that we all go through it all and life is not easy and we just have to find what works because everything and everybody feels things differently and you know reacts differently so it really just depends on the person so like counseling you know going into like an art a physical activity um but i think that you know there's like a song called a uh, hero by mariah carey and that song is a song that i look up to uh that i when i'm when i'm really down or like when you believe by um whitney and mariah that duet um so just i think you have to know your purpose and you know it's hard because sometimes like I can feel like what is my purpose what is what am I meant to do for the world you know and like I said music is a saving grace and it's given me so much light in my life and so just really believing in yourself and telling yourself constantly that you know you're worth it Next, man, and and then so f- finally, like, what, what what's next for you? What 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 do you what are you working towards in twenty twenty one? I'm working. Uh, thank you. Um, well, I'm working on new music. I want to release an EP, and um, hoping to like start school too, and just continuing to to love myself, challenging myself with new you know, experiences in life, because it it does give us, you know, sometimes some challenges, but, you know, it makes us stronger. So, you know, just continuing to love and grow from the experience that I endure and um, continuing to be with people like my family and friends um, and just, you know, sharing my love for singing because it really does mean a lot to me and I want to be able to inspire people and let people know that anything is possible if you put your heart into it, heart and soul into it. Love it, man. And thank you uh, so much uh, for being on the uh, Tea with Mike show today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Uh, so guys, this was another episode of the Tea with Mike show uh, with uh, Raymond uh, Salgado. I hope you took a ton of value from uh this uh, conversation if you got any value whatsoever uh, definitely leave a comment uh, so we can hear how it yeah we can hear your feedback and how even how it made you feel mm-hmm. so uh, that's all we got time for um if you want to mm-hmm. watch other episodes or, or listen depending on how this is coming into your algorithms then go ahead and do so thanks raymond thank you so much for having me 
It's the Tea with Mike show.